Hello. Hey. How uh, how are you doing? Yeah, all right. Um, busy. Pre-Christmas madness. Oh yeah, yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. How about you? You all right? Good. Yeah. Also, also busy. Trying to um, adapt the business to uh, a Christmassy episode. Been thinking about making a Christmassy episode for a while, and um, yeah, try and draw people in, getting into the festive spirit. I have um, have an interview lined up, which we haven't done before. Very excited about that. Um, um, hold on, sorry. What you? We've got an interview. Yeah, um, emailed you about it in the um, episode prep email I send out to us. To me and you. All right. Um, but it's just on Zoom. We just Zoom him. He's in Durham. He's a professor of Christmas, apparently, which I find quite... It's very specific, but... Okay. Sort of Christmassy. He's a Christmassy professor, and um, he's got a YouTube channel. Not just an academic. I thought, you know, getting to really dig deep into Christmas. Um, but, yeah, so he's lined up. And there's one other thing, actually. I've uh, got you a Christmassy gift. Don't get too excited. All right. And it's uh, I can see it's to your right, underneath a box, box full of stuff. This one. Yeah, yeah. Lift it up. Lift it up. In an envelope. Good for you to get out of that sound chair. Sometimes it's like you're glued to it, like live on it. Hello. So that, yeah, that is um, Ooh. that is a printed copy of my illustrated manifesto, which is being described by me as a as a blovel uh, or a autobiography. There's lots of different names for it. <clears throat> anyway, um, that's very sweet. Thank you. Yeah, and obviously, of course, anybody listening will also be able to get their hands on the printed version of the manifesto. Please just go to my website. It's a bit worn. Well, that's... Um, like down the uh, down the spine? The ones... Sorry, I'm not talking to you now. The ones on the ones for your order online will not be worn. That was a... Um, there's an, yeah, it's an example, but it cost, me eight, it cost me loads to print them out. It's really high quality. It's very good. Thanks. It's windy on the way. It's really bad weather on the way here, and I think it probably bent in my... It's not old. Right, no, no, of course, yeah. There's only a couple of mistakes in that one. It's just downloading, it's trying to, um, I've been trying to learn how to upload things. Sorry, download PDFs properly, it hasn't worked. Anyway, you you can have that. And if I ever get massively famous through my manifesto of the age of despair, you've probably got one of the first things and you could sell that on eBay. They'll probably write a story about you. They interview you in the local paper about how you sold the first ever OGH Savage, um, first ever OGH Savage illustrated blovel, illustrated with ballerinas that I've drawn, by the way. Um, not professional artist. But anyway, it's, uh, yeah, hope you're happy with your present. I thought we could do bonding a little bit more. Well, I'm, I'm, now I feel guilty that I haven't got you anything. I did expect it, to be honest. Whether I would or that I wouldn't? He wouldn't. Mm. Um, but it's, it's fine. You know, we can keep things professional as well, and maybe next year if you warm up a bit. All right, OK. Then, um, Sorry. That's all right, don't worry. But anyway, we've got, <clears throat> I've got Professor 
Seabag, Seabag, um, Rupert Seabag, Seabag, um, on, online, he's in Durham. So if you can, you've got the email, if you can sort of just patch me in. Yep, give me one second, I'll just dig it out, and, alright, I'll patch you in. Alright, let's, let's give it a go. Hello, um, is it Professor Rupert Seabag Seabag? Am I saying, is that right? Hello, OGH, and thank you very much for inviting me on your podcast. It's tremendous. Um, privilege and pre- pleasure, yes. Well, no, uh, well a little correction, and um, pardon me, the, uh, <laughs> the academic pedantry, as it were. The, the, the surname is pronounced, in fact, Seabag Seabar. Okay, and that's just spelt, yeah, sorry. Pardon my mm-hmm. ignorance. It's just spelt like no, no. sea bag, sea bag. No, the second, well, the story is complicated, but essentially in the 19th century, two branches of the sea bag family, distant cousins, as it were, no danger of webbed feet in this instance, but two okay. branches did marry, and the, the one of the branches was known as the eccentric sea bags, the Cumbrian uh, branch of the family, and okay. they, pronounced, they preferred the second G to be silent, so uh, you're not to know. You weren't to know. No one's to know. It's a constant, constant error and embarrassment. Yeah, I can imagine. Also, you're speaking in public a fair amount and stuff, aren't you? So that's, that must be. Um, well, I suppose you well, can it, correct people straight away, can't you? You can get there first. There is a degree first. of clarification, but in the in the in the world of in the world of historical Christmas studies, it it's there's it's a fairly niche market, you know. Okay. And some of the talks that I give have. Um, uh, audience is in, in in very much in single figures. It's a very niche market, and okay. so that's easy to correct. So well, I'm surprised because yeah, I'll give you a bit of a because I'm sort of working a content machine over here and yeah. trying to. I, I don't know if you've listened to any other aspects of the podcast episodes, but I've sort of tried to identify. I, I, and I must say, I thoroughly enjoyed them. Oh. I'm, okay. I'm, of a different, obviously not of the podcast generation. Um, so I listened to them with a salty ear, as it were. But okay. my but my experience of them is that too many of them are are, are brash entertainment machines uh, without room for you know thought and consideration. So I, I do exactly. Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm glad you're saying that because I'm trying to basically what I did was I. It's Christmas time. I'm making a Christmassy episode over here, and yeah. I thought, Merry, Merry, go- Merry Christmas! Oh, thank you, you. thank you. You must get bored of saying that in your profession, but it's um, yeah. I've, I basically I was googling, you know, I do my sort of search engine optimization research, and I was mm. I, I was sort of saying, what do people care about about Christmas? Okay, a Christmas episode, which actually looks at where Christmas comes from. Why do we celebrate yeah. Christmas? Because that's the main thing people are asking. Why Why do we celebrate Christmas? People are Googling that all the time. And I found you with your... Is it Interwesting Things? Is that your YouTube channel? Interesting, interesting Things is a YouTube channel, yes, which is my... This is a light-hearted uh, uh, branch of the academic um, life. Is that separate? That's separate from your academic life, the... Well, it's it, it's in a very similar vein, but it's a lighter model, as it were. It's a light program as opposed to what became Radio Free. You see. Okay. Okay. So if you, t- if I just say, 
Sounds like a ridiculous question. Why do we celebrate Christmas, uh, Rupert? Well, of course, it goes back. It goes back to the solstice, to the summer solstice and the winter solstice. The two times in the year where and solstice comes from uh, Latinate and, and sort of Indo-European root, obviously, meaning when the sun stands still. Uh, sol mm. and stisere, uh, Latin for for standing. So it's a point points where ancient people. Um, observed this, that th- these were the longest day and the shortest day and the, the day when the sun seemed to, uh, to change direction, as it were. The seasons changed direction. So yeah. uh, over the time, they marked this as um, symbolic. And of course, the thing about early people was that they weren't very clever, you know. I can and imagine. So, so many of them invented, you know, religions and belief systems whereby the, the, the stationary sun had to be appeased in some way. And, and so that, that took off in a, in a series of traditions of appeasing the sun god, you know. I mean, one might, one might only think of the, um, of the ancient Persians, of course, and, um, you know, the, mm. the festival of Shab Eyalda. Uh, which was the birthday of the sun god uh, Mithra. Uh, the Romans echoed it with Saturnalia, the, the, the Norse peoples did, as did the Peruvians and the Hopi Indians. It goes on. All around the world, people have seen this. Okay. Now, so when Christianity um, took off, as it were, the easiest way to, um, to, to mark it, the Romans had already in Saturnalia named the 25th of December as the birthday of the sun god. Um, and so it was really simple affair to, yeah. to, to substitute um, Jesus Christ in the sun god. And you could kind of tap into the, you know, people, people already eating and drinking and watching, you know, more, more the equivalent of more camus and wisers in the... In the, um, in the so, you're, so you're saying it was, it was sort of easy to convert it to the to the whole Christian thing, basically. Yes, it's it is in some ways an instinctive festival. That uh, halfway through the min- the winter, we're we're fed up, and we need to remind ourselves that things are going to get better. And so the Christians kind of latched onto it. But many of those old traditions, this is what's fascinating. Mm. Many of those old traditions still remain in a lot of cultures throughout the world. People bring in green things into the home. Uh, and this happens in many different ways. Uh, shall I give you some examples? Definitely. definitely. We, love, we love an example here. So, so in, um, in Uzbekistan, for example, the tradition is to give each other a small portable gift, nomadic people and so forth, uh, a small a gift which has to be green. So horticulturists will gift each other you know, leaves and things. The richer people... Uh, well, uh, you have huge value on emeralds and, um, you know, malachite and stones mm. of that nature. And poor people give them each other pebbles daubed with sort of biro. So that's Uzbekistan. Um, you go to North London, people will swap um, various shades of, um, of farrow and ball with each other at oh. Christmas. Um, you know. So sort of trans- I was wondering because. You know, I've my own Christmas experience. Um, mm. I've been yes. <clears throat> it's actually I don't know if it was on a previous episode, but you seem to have a good grasp of human beliefs and why you know people instinctively celebrate Christmas. So what I've you, you might be good at, 
You might be able to help me out, actually, because I've been trying to market a series of Christmas beers to people um, uh-huh. based on a, Christ- based on a Christmas carol. Um, and uh, maybe you can give me some advice, because I'm going to be honest, they've been, they've been rejected a few times. And well, I have, I if you so, want to hear the beers, I have... I'd love to. I'd, I'd very much love to. Uh, yeah. Man. So I had... All right. So this was as part of a competition, which I did I did lose, but I didn't get, I didn't get near winning. But um, it had a Belgian red ale, which I thought could be called Ebenezer Rouge. Ebenezer Rouge. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it had a, a pine-based IPA called Piney Tim... That's what I wanted to call it, Piney Tim. Uh, Barley's Ghost, which was, uh, you know, like Marley's Ghost, and that was barley wine. And now I'm not going to talk about the last one because my friend made it. I find it a bit embarrassing. I think that's actually why I didn't. But do you think, do you think I could what? market these successfully with your sort of Christmas instinct? I know, I know well, you're not in marketing, but you're a Christmas I see, person. I don't see. I don't see why not. To be honest with you, I don't see why not. Um, I don't know if you've you've seen my book. I I, I wrote a short book about um, um, about Christmas cracker jokes. Oh, um, okay. Their, and their relationship to midwinter uh, existentialist um, uh, doubt. I saw really? it on your website. I didn't get a chance mm. to flick through. But, yeah. No, not many, not many people have. Oh, um, yeah. Sadly, it is it is um, locked in academic departments um, very often. However, it's a good read. I would recommend if you could get hold of a copy. Now, I, perhaps I could I could send you one. I I believe I have a box in the garage with um, nine hundred ninety. 98 of them um, remaining in there. Oh, However, right. it is yeah, yeah, so you can definitely send one over, for sure. Well, I'll do that, and I'll be happy to do so. Um, I was going to make an observation about, um, you mentioned Christmas Carol. Why did that come up? Just because it was Christmassy. It was Why did the Christmas, the Christmas the Carol Christmas come Carol. up? You selected, you selected your, your punning beer titles from Christmas Carol. It's all I could think of, to be honest. If it was Christmas. Oh, was it? Is there any, I mean, I mean, yeah, my Christmas knowledge is very, is it's not very good. I sort of know the Grinch, and and yeah, Christmas Carol. That's only through the Muppets as well. I haven't read. Well, I think it's that's a good entry level knowledge of Christmas. Um, okay. Good. Don't realise that, that that Christmas is actually named after uh, Christ. It's actually named after the, the first time that Christ was weighed. You know, if people mm. have babies and so forth, you're probably of an age where people have are having babies around yeah. you. Mm. Um, so it's the first time Christ was weighed. Yes, it was literally the mass of of uh, Christ. In, oh. uh, when they took him along to the NHS, which was a Nazareth um, health service, of course, and had oh. him weighed. And yeah. it was in those old days, I mean, obviously people were weighed, they didn't have pounds and ounces or indeed kilograms, not, not for many centuries, but they did have uh, donkeys. So people were weighed against donkeys, and the mass of Christ, and the mass of any baby, was considered special. Um, was, was Christ particularly heavy or light? It's not, it's, well... It's not mentioned, and this this is one of the things that makes a scholarship so fascinating that mm. is re- referenced in Tacitus, of course, but with no clarity, with no particular clarity, and oh. it's indeed um, um, it's indeed ambiguous. No, right. 
Well, I suppose he was special enough without some like a specific weight. Um, well, I suppose so. I mean, it, it it does not. I suppose it doesn't add much to um, you know religious magnificence. Just to say, well, he was, you know, he was seven pounds twelve ounces and 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 healthy and put on weight rapidly once mm. he got once the milk started um, flowing. Well, yeah, okay. Well, thank you, um, Professor. Uh Sebag Sebag, is that, is that, sorry, am I saying it correctly? Well, no, well done, Sebag Sebag. All right, uh, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for coming on um, Blog Standard. I think you've enlightened, you've enlightened us all. And well, hopefully. it's an absolute seasonal delight. Thank you very much, and I wish a Merry Christmas to you, yours, and all the other young people out there podcasting away. Thank you. Thank you very much, and um, Merry Christmas to you too. Good day. Good day.